Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Guru Podcast. Today we're diving into another last time they won. And of course, we're going to have a look at the mighty Penrith Panthers of 2003. Now this club, they won their first premiership about 20 years, no, 10 years earlier than this, sorry, in 1991, led by Greg Alexander, Brad Fittler. And of course, in the grand final of 2003, they would take on the Brad Fittler-led Sydney Roosters. So an interesting little tale there. And look, to tell the story of the 2003 Panthers, you really have to go back to 2002. Now, it should be noted, that season they finished 12th. Now, also consider that that was the season the Bulldogs, they got the wooden spoon because they cheated the salary cap. So realistically, 12th was 13th. Let's be perfectly honest here. They only won seven games that year. Uh, The team that finished last was South Sydney. They only won five games. So they were only two wins better than the South Sydney Rabbitohs in season 2002, which also remind yourself... That was the first year that the South Sydney Rabbitohs came back into the competition. So pretty grim reading for the Penrith Panthers in 2002. And you could understand if their supporters were a little bit nervous about the upcoming season. Now, of course, they started the 2002 season with one win in their first nine games, which is an incredibly scary record. All things considered, probably did well to finish 12th when you win one of your first nine games. Pretty scary. The back end of the season, they did look pretty good, though. They won three of their last six games, including a couple of close losses, too. They actually knocked off the Melbourne Storm in this run. And whilst they weren't the Storm that we know now, they were still a pretty handy side. They were a team playing finals footy. So they showed a little bit, the Penrith Panthers, not enough to convince you that they were going to play finals footy. Probably not enough to convince you that they weren't going to finish in the bottom four, but they did show a little bit. But as we know with how these seasons go, you know, the underperforming teams, they've got Mad Monday coming up. There's no pressure on them. They can throw the ball around. You tend to see some of the bottom teams get a couple of wins at the back end of season. So, 2002 didn't really provide us with any idea of what was coming at the Penrith Panthers. 
And once the 2003 season kicked off, and you'll remember the 2003 season if you're old enough, it was, of course, the year where they went with the Hoodoo Gurus. Uh, That's my team song. It was unreal. I think it's still, to this day, a top three, probably, uh, advertising campaign that the NRL has ever done. I'm sure people that played those Rugby League One games on the PlayStation when it first came out, that was a game changer, and that song was all over it. It was really good marketing that year. And, of course, the Roosters, they won the 2002 Premiership, led by Brad Fittler, first Premiership he'd won since leaving the Penrith. Panthers. Uh, So the narrative was building. No one knew it though. And of course, 2003, the Panthers, they win one of their first five games. They come out round one, they get dusted by the Brisbane Broncos. Round two, they go down to Melbourne to play them. They get done by 40-odd points. Then they play the Roosters in round three. And this is a game that no one expected them to win. No one really gave them any hope. And they managed to win this one 23-22 at Allianz Stadium. Now, little do we know that this would be the game that we'd be watching on grand final day. And you would have never, ever picked it. It was unbelievable that the defending premiers lost to the Penrith Panthers, who were one of the favourites to get the wooden spoon. Now, they knock over the Sydney Roosters. They then come into the next week. They get beat by the Raiders. And then they have a bye. Now, after they come out of the bye, you might think, well, they're going to have to turn this around pretty soon because they did go on to win the minor premiership. They come out of that bye in round six, and they play the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who, as I said were pretty woeful, yeah? The South Sydney Rabbitohs of 2002 got the spoon, as did the South Sydney Rabbitohs of 2003. In fact, in 2003, they potentially got worse. They only won three games in 2003. Uh, Sorry, as I said, they got the spoon in 2002, but the Canterbury Bulldogs actually got it because they cheated, so that's unfair on South Sydney. But they only won three games that year. Now, when the 2003 Penrith Panthers came out of their bye in round six, they only beat the Rabbitohs by two points. Uh, 16 to 14 it was. So, I mean, they had to fight hard just to get that win over South Sydney, who would win a grand total of three games that year. Now, from round seven onwards, they go on this unbelievable run. Look over the Warriors, 28-14. They then beat the Manly Seagulls. They beat the Dragons. They beat the Raiders again. They come up against the Tigers. They knock them over. They went on this incredible run. They beat the Warriors again. Uh, They then knock over the Cowboys. They then get beat by the Melbourne Storm. I think it was about seven games in a row. And they do this two or three times throughout the season. Now, round 16, they've gone on this incredible run. They've beaten a couple of good teams. They've beaten up on a couple of poor teams. They beat the Canterbury Bulldogs 28-26 to in round 16. Of course, the team that was tipped to be one of the top sides, they were always going to be a top four team. They probably should have won a premiership the year before if it wasn't for the salary cap thing, but that's fair. They got it taken off them. This Bulldogs team would go on to win a premiership the year after. So it was sort of round 16 where they knocked over that Canterbury side that everyone sort of sat up and went, oh, hold on. Is this Panthers side the real deal? Uh, Later in the season, they play the Sydney Roosters before the finals. They get beat there. Brad Fittler and his boys do a pretty good number on them there. 38 to 24. That was out at Penrith Stadium. And we weren't really able to get a read on this Panthers side, to be completely honest with you. It was a fairy tale story. It was unbelievable. They did win the minor premiership, yeah, but there was still a lot of question marks about this footy team if they could go on with this. You've also got to remember that when the Panthers did this in 03, They were the first team to do this in a long time, probably since the Canterbury Bulldogs. But even that wasn't as big of an upset story, as big of a fairy tale story as what the Panthers were doing. The Dogs in 95, of course, I think they won the comp from fifth. But, I mean, they were a team that was tipped at the start of the season to do really well. They just underachieved at the start, then found form. This Panthers team, they it was a miracle they were playing finals footy. For them to get the minor premiership after winning one of their first five games, and after winning five games the season before... 
It was simply unbelievable. Now, we get to finals footy. Uh, they knock over the Broncos in week one. That means they get the week off. They then take on the Warriors. They beat them. We get to grand final day, taking on the Sydney Roosters. Now, they've already played each other twice this year. It was it was one apiece. Uh, the Panthers beat them earlier in the season. The Roosters knocked them off. At, I think I just mentioned it, round 20, round 21, around that mark. Grand final day comes, and... The Roosters, they're going to, they're trying to be back-to-back premiers. The first team to do it since the Brisbane Broncos in the early 90s. An incredible team, this Roosters side. I personally think the 2003 Roosters were better than the 2002 Roosters. And I think the 2004 Roosters were better than the 03 and the 02 team. But the 02 Roosters were the only team to get the job done. Now, it should be noted, this grand final, the Sydney Roosters had to beat the Canterbury Bulldogs the week before. And this was touted as the grand final. The winner of this game takes home the premiership. The Penrith Panthers, they did a number on the Warriors. They came into this game pretty fresh. No one really saw it coming. Yeah, This was a massive boil over. I remember being out there that night and it was raining. And I remember that the rain played a crucial role. It was a really scrappy game. No one could hold the ball. It was all over the place. It was a tough game. You remember this game for the Scott Sattler tackle, of course. But for me, there was one shining light in this game. And I think it is still the best individual performance I have seen in a grand final. But we'll talk about that guy in a minute. They go on to win this game 18-6. to uh, A sensational game of footy. Roosters absolutely devastated. But the Panthers, one of the best fairy tale stories we've ever seen. And I always feel so lucky that I was there that night. Of course, two years later, the West Tigers would do a similar thing. They'd come from nowhere to win a premiership. And it really opened up this comp. But what the Panthers did in 03 was the first time anyone had pulled off such a miraculous out-of-nowhere premiership. It was insane. You couldn't have written a crazier script for a team to win the 03 premiership. Now, let's get into the players that I selected. The leader. And it had to be the skipper, Craig Gower. Uh, obviously playing halfback. I would argue that Craig Gower is one of uh, probably top three toughest halfbacks we've ever seen. He was tough as nails. He knew how to enjoy himself off the field. But my God, he was a talented footballer. It should be noted in the 2003 season, we didn't have a Dally M Awards night. Uh, the Players Union revoked against it. They didn't end up going through with it. Craig Gower, he was leading the the uh, chase for that medal going into the last round. Then there were no points awarded. It should also be noted that in the last week of the season, the Panthers absolutely gave it to the Eels. They beat them by about 28 points, scored 40 points. I would assume Craig Gower would have got some points there and done enough to hold on to win the Dalian medal that year. So Craig Gower, he was the leader, tough as nails. He was the guy talking behind the post. He went to a new level that year. He played incredibly well. He would go on to represent New South Wales a few years after. He'd already actually played for the Kangaroos when he was really young, but this was the season that Craig Gower really came of age. This was the season that he owned. He was the guy that was left at the end holding the trophy. A sensational season by Craig Gower. Unreal stuff. The most valuable back for me, you could go to their wingers, Luke Rooney and Luke Lewis, two really young guys that overachieved incredibly. I always say that with these premiership teams, you need guys that aren't on a huge pay wicket to overachieve, and these two were sensational. Luke Rooney, he scored two tries in the grand final. Luke Lewis, over on the right edge, he was sensational all year, and of course, when you watch back those old tapes, you have to pinch yourself to remind yourself that it is actually Luke Lewis out there, this guy that would go on to be this one of the toughest and most compromising second rowers we've ever 
ever seen. Little skinny kid out on the wing just wringing his ass off going at it every single week. You could go for those guys. Paul Fatawira is another guy that comes to mind. Very underrated. Preston Campbell's another one. But for me, as far as the most valued backs, it has to be Reese Wesser. His form that season was unbelievable. He scored 25 tries in the 2003 season. He was the top try scorer for the competition. His form was sensational. He was just turning nothing into something all season. Dare I say in 2003, he was probably the most lethal player in the competition. And as I mentioned before, if you're my age and when you grew up, you were playing those Rugby League 1 games on PlayStation, mate, Reese Wesser was untouchable. Guys would just fall off him constantly. 2003 was sort of the time that Minicello moved to fullback. That was his first season of fullback. He exploded, did incredibly well. But for me, that season, the best fullback in the game was Reese Wesser. you got to remember Darren Lockyer was still running around at fullback at this point, but Reese Wesser, he just took it to another level. So he would be uh, the most valued back for me. The most valued forward, I already alluded to this name. I haven't said it yet, but Luke Prittis, their hooker. He was the only guy in this team that had won a premiership previously. He came from the Brisbane Broncos. He won the comp in the year 2000. I think people forget that he was in that side, of course, beating the Sydney Roosters. Then he comes to this team and they win it there as well against the Sydney Roosters once again. Uh, He scored a try and he set up two in this game as well. An unreal performance from Luke Prittis. I still think it's the most dominant performance in a grand final from an individual that I've ever seen. There's one pass that he throws where it looks like the the Penrith Panthers are going to the right. They're stacked to that side. He dummies. He goes down the short side and he catches out Chris Walker. And this was the plan that they had going into this game. They were trying to get at Walker. He had a tendency to sink in off his line and make a bad read. And wow, Luke Prittis throws about a 25-meter, probably 20, 25-meter spiral pass that goes over over the head of Walker, hits Luke Rooney on the chest, and he scores. An unreal moment when you consider how how wet it was that night. It was pissing with rain. It is still to this day one of the best balls I've ever seen thrown. I think there was a first try of the night went to Luke Rooney, and this one came through the brilliance of Luke Prittis as well. He scooted from dummy half. He saw that Jason Kalis, he was offside. He was at first marker, but the referee called him out. In hindsight, Kalis probably would have given away the penalty, but Luke Prittis, and this is what I talk about, ruck recognition, it is so important. He identifies that that man is offside. He's been called out and takes advantage of it. Goes straight through just about untouched. Finds Luke Rooney on his left-hand side. Later in the game, he scores his own try as well. So, as I said, one of the most dominant grand final performances I've ever seen. If you told me to pick, you know, my best team out of Clive Churchill medalist, this guy goes straight in, Luke Prittis. An unbelievable performance in that grand final. Not a heap of hookers that have won the Clive Churchill. Sean Berrigan comes to mind as well. People will say Cameron Smith. He never actually won one, uh, strangely enough. So for hookers, without a doubt, Luke Prittis has had the best grand final we've ever seen for me. Royce Simmons, he was another one. He scored two tries in that game as well, so you could put him right up there. But I have to say, Luke Prittis for me, I I think considering the conditions, the team they were up against, the team he had, everything, Luke Prittis was my best on ground. Two try assists and one try. Best grand final performance I've seen. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Now, the undervalued guy, guy that I didn't mention when we spoke about the back line, I don't think I mentioned him anyway, I would have to go with Ryan Girdler, uh, the intercept king. He's been in the headlines the last few weeks, had a crack at the Manly Seagulls the other day, calling them flat track bullies. But Girds, he was one of the real leaders in this side. He was obviously a state of origin representative. He was their strike back. I believe he had a couple of injuries throughout this season. He also got injured in the grand final. But Girdler, he would have to be right up there. I absolutely love this bloke. I think he's criminally underrated as far as his career goes. An absolute point-scoring wizard. As I said, he missed a bit of footy this year, so Preston Campbell had to goal kick a little bit, but Gerds, he was the best kicker in the team, and he could just understand every moment he was in and make the very best out of it. Another guy that I can skidded for this spot was, of course, Scotty Sattler, uh, the lock forward. He made that unbelievable tackle on Todd Byrne in this grand final that will go down in grand final history as one of the greatest moments we've ever seen. The ball hits the ground. Freddie picks it up. It's really underappreciated how good the pass is that Brad Fittler passes to Todd Byrne. As I said, the same with all, all these brilliant passes Luke Prittis threw. It was pissing with rain, and the way that Freddie gets his ball to Todd, he sort of trips at the start, which he loses his momentum off the back of that. Skinny Byrne down the left sideline. Scotty Sattler comes across, makes one of the greatest tackles we've ever seen. So Scott Sattler, no doubt about it, he would have to be right up there in this category, but I went for Ryan Girdler in this one. If the Penrith Panthers are to repeat that effort, they're going to have to knock over a fresh Melbourne Storm team this week. They have got one hell of an obstacle sitting in front of them. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.